0: Hi, my name is Hannah Lynn. I live in Chicago and am married to a pastor. I call him John Miller. I graduated from Moody Bible Institute and am working on my master's in mental health. I cannot stop talking about the Bible and Jesus. So each week I want to keep it real with you and share what I'm learning. The Bible can apply to your real life right now. Don't believe me? Just give me a minute. Who is a child of God? <sighs> Are you a child of God? Am I a child of God? Uh, could Is everyone a child of God, all of humanity? Are we all children of God? Have you ever asked this question before? Have you thought about this? Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. Who is a child of God? So when we throw around that phrase... What does that actually mean? Uh, My sister recently brought this topic up to me because she was preparing to share the sin talk during a Young Life club night. Uh, I love that she does Young Life. I grew up Young Life kid all the way. Uh, She said, so many people don't actually know who is actually a child of God. Who, Who gets that title? We went on to talk about how the sin talk is a hard one to tackle. So in Young Life, they they go through different uh, different nights discussions uh, during their their club nights. And if you don't know what Young Life is, I call it it's a parachurch. A lot of the times they just they meet high schoolers where they're at, which is school and uh, ho- at their friends' homes. Uh, so it's a it's a really great organization. Really enjoyed uh, doing a lot with Young Life, uh, but they break up nights of the school semester by topics and uh, the first one would be like the beginning and I I forget which ones but my sister was tackling what is sin that's basically what the sin talk is called Uh, and we went on to say how hard and uncomfortable that topic can be totally no one wants to hear that we have sin in our life right (laughs) or or do we or maybe it's the best topic to talk about. I know it's not a fun one. It's not to talk about sin, but it's also not the entire gospel when we just talk about love. How do we communicate that there's a loving God out there who wants to have a relationship with you, but what's in your way is the sin in your life. It's an uncomfortable conversation. It's not what people want to hear, or maybe is it? I would argue that this is the most crucial topic, the most crucial conversation to understanding who you are uh, and also having the freedom to be who you are and having a relationship with God, your heavenly father. This is so important to understand. And I think defining who is a child of God actually is super helpful when sharing the gospel message that includes the sin talk. Yes, I said it. So let's start here. We're going to talk about Imago Day. It is a Latin phrase for what we find in the Bible, image bearer. This phrase actually means all of humanity, all humans. We were all created in the image of God. No matter what you are doing or what you might do, no matter uh, who you are, that value is never, ever going to be taken away from you. And that goes for all people. And I have to admit, it took me many years to actually understand what this phrase means to me personally. When my sister asked me about this topic, I smiled to myself. Understanding your value to God changes so much. Uh, My sister asked specifically uh, what she could call those in her young life group. Not all of them are Christians, what could she address them and tell them that they are? There's got to be something to, to define a, a group of people and say, you matter to God. I feel so passionate about this. Everyone needs to hear this. It's so amazing that God has created us all in his image and loves us all, even when our backs are turned against him. So you can find this in Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And the verse that you know very well, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For me, knowing that I am an image bearer does two things. One, I know how much I am loved. And secondly, I value all people. All people the same way. The homeless man on the side of the intersection I pass every single day has just as much value as the lawyer I know at church. And I just want to hang out here on this point and give you a side note here. This also means that the value of women and men are equal. We'll, We'll get into that a little bit more, but it's because God from the very beginning has said that both male and female were created in the image of God. And anyone who devalues women since that point has directly gone against what God has stated in Genesis. I'll give you more biblical foundations uh, and backup for that. I paint sometimes. I love using acrylics and creating something that brings others joy. I know what it's like to create something that is a part of who I am. And that's what God has done with each human. There's a purpose and a mystery and a mirror to who he is in each person This has changed how I treat people and how I view people. I think before I understood this image bear principle, I valued people based on what they did. Now that doesn't matter and I am able to know my own worth too. My worth isn't based on what I've done or contributed. I have value and worth because I am created in his image. And that is what I told my sister. And she can tell her Young Life students that they are dearly loved and created in God's image. What a powerful thing. And when you share that with somebody, you can pray that his kindness leads each person to repentance. And that's from Romans 2, 4. Okay, so here is the biblical foundation for Imago Day uh, image of God. The biblical foundation to Imago Dei starts in Genesis. God created Adam and Eve, says they are good, and then declares that they are both created in his image. You can read Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Next in Genesis 5, 1 through 3, we see that when God created man, he made them in the likeness of God, male and female. He created them. Then... In Genesis 9, 6, we are warned against shedding human blood because of the image of God. This mention of humanity being image bearers is important because this is after the fall. So just because humanity sins doesn't mean they stopped being made in the image of God, which is very important. This means that all of humanity are image bearers, even with a sinful nature. So right in the beginning, we see that humans are created in God's image. And because of that, all lives are precious to him. We also find texts in the New Testament pointing to humans as the image of God. James 3, 9, Romans 8, 29, Ephesians 4, through 24, Colossians 3, 9 through 10. There are also tons of verses that point towards Jesus as an image of God in the New Testament. Having Text that points towards the Imago day of Jesus proves Christ's humanity. And in 2 Corinthians 4, 4 and 6, it talks about this world being blinded and not able to see the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Colossians 1, 15 says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. John 14, 8 through 9 calls Jesus one with the Father. Hebrews 1, 3 states that Jesus is the exact imprint of God's nature. And this is why the character of Christ is so important to understanding who God is. This also points to the miracle that Jesus is what he is a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. So that's the biblical foundation of a Mago day. That means that we are all created equal, we are all created in the image of God. And because of that, that gives so much value. And you can see right away that Adam and Eve are completely equal in God's eyes. He created them in the likeness of a God, male and female. So anytime we devalue women in this culture, in this time, in a family, in a relationship, God says that that is not ever what he created. That is not what he set up. That was not his plan. That is not what he wants. So anytime anyone <laughs> talks to you about uh, about that and what God has on, on his heart for women in Christianity or in the church or in the Bible, you point to this. And because people get this. We have gotten this wrong. We have gotten this wrong. But you know what? The Bible has not. God has not. So I want to point this out to you, and I hope you hear my heart, that just because someone is not a child of God does not take away value and does not take away God's love for them. But it is crucial because you're, you want to be a, a child of God. And here is what a child of God looks like. I think adoption is such a powerful uh, picture of what God actually has done for us that we were not born uh, children of God. We have to make a decision to follow Christ and through what Christ did on the cross, that he died and then on the third day rose again, it paid the price for our sins. He didn't just stay dead. He, he proved that he is God and he did that for us. He had to, to make the right relationship between us and God, because we are enemies of the cross. We are enemies of God. That's how we were actually born. We were born with our backs turned against God. And through Jesus Christ, we are, what the Bible says, adopted as sons or daughters of God. I'll just illustrate it this way. So John and I have amazing adopted siblings, Maren and Cain, and they are so amazing. We love them to pieces. We are careful about the word adoption. For instance, we welcomed a new cat in our home in 2020, and we are we are careful to say that we rehomed our cat, Karen, instead of saying we adopted her because adoption in our household is reserved only for our awesome, amazing adopted siblings. And it's the same when we talk about the family of God, who's adopted into the family of God. Terms and words matter. That's why I'm taking the time to unpack this with you. We are all children of God. It sounds nice, but it's not biblical. So let's head to Romans 8, 12 through 18 so we can actually get a picture of what children of God look like. By whom we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be also glorified with him. So here's five things that make a child of God. One, they've been adopted by Christ. This happens when you believe, you repent, you turn around, and you start following Jesus Christ and you have him as Lord of your life. You're adopted by Christ. Secondly, they're led by the Holy Spirit. And this looks like fighting sin because the Holy Spirit's not going to let your flesh take over it's going to attack. It's going to uh, put to death the verses, the deeds of the body. Thirdly, you have this crying out to your father, your heavenly father. You know, that's where your help comes from. That's where your salvation is from. Fourthly, they suffer with Christ. And I'm going to quote to you Luke 923. And there's so many other verses that talk about this, but if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And then fifthly, they know that they have an inheritance and that inheritance is God. You are on the winning team and you have God in your corner. So that's the five things that make up a child of God not everyone is a child of God, but you can be today. And all you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin, your sin, That's what separates you from a relationship with your heavenly father, the one that created you in his own image. He desires to have a relationship with you. He loves you and you're created in his image. Uh, He loves you so much. And all you have to do is just believe that Jesus Christ paid that price. He's the one who knocked down that wall, that barrier by dying on the cross and then on the third day he rose again proving that he's God conquering death and all you have to do is just believe I mean it's as simple as that stop trying stop striving and understand that you need to turn around from doing your own life your own way and and let him be lord of your life and then there you go there you have it you are a child of God you're also created in his image no matter what no one can take that value away from you you're also a child of God. Welcome to the family. Wow, That's Real, and I'm your host, Hannah Lynn. While you're here, don't forget to follow That's Real Radio. Hit like and share with a friend. If you want to find out more about me, the Bible, or Moody Radio, head over to That'sRealRadio.org. That's that's That'sRealRadio.org. Thanks for giving me a minute.